Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You ever wonder how challenge competitors are selected or which challenges were too dangerous for TV? You can learn all that and more on MTV's official challenge podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in like 1975 live and not released until the 80s, officially. His version of Santa Claus is coming to town as we open up this Merry Christmas Eve show on 700 WLW. Gary Jeff Walker occupying the slot normally inhabited by one Bill Cunningham. Willie is preparing for his large Christmas party tomorrow, so we've been told. All the luminaries will be there. I've been invited, but unfortunately, I have other plans. Kind of gave Willie a false RSVP yesterday during the Stooge Report. Sorry, Willie. Can't make it. I'm sure if I invited him to the sh- to, to, to my house, he'd be there with literally with bells on. As we open up, we're going to have a whole lot of different stuff that is not usually in this time slot today because it is Christmas Eve. And I like doing special Christmas shows. And that will include, as Ken Bruce broadcast did, a lot of Christmas music. In fact, we'll be playing whole tracks of songs at points, along with uh, some conversation. And you will be able to make requests if we can fill them. It's kind of like your gift list. If we can fill them, we certainly will. We have the resources of the iHeartMedia all-encompassing music library, and then there's YouTube. So, so uh, we'll, we'll open up those lines for your request in a little while. We start today, and by the way, uh, that special song I needed, Jeff, have that ready at any moment. We have today the host of her own radio show called Spouting Off, and she fills in for all kinds of hosts all over the country and is a frequent guest on my Nightcap program. Joining us today, because it's Christmas Eve, and I called her during Hanukkah, so I figured she could <laughs> she could talk to me on Christmas Eve, one Karen Cataline. Good afternoon, Karen, or good morning well, in your case. A good afternoon and happy Merry Christmas Eve Day, if that's the right way to put it. Yes, that's it. That's, that yeah. is correct. Uh, I know that... Yeah. that uh, you are a, a not so nice Jewish girl. 
That's right. So we thought we would thought we would uh, start with a a song in the spirit of the season just for uh-huh. you. Uh, can you hit that, please, Jeff? Adam Sandler. Okay. This, uh, this is a song that uh, there's a lot of Christmas songs out there, and uh, not too many Hanukkah songs. So. Uh, Wrote a a song for all those nice little Jewish kids who don't get to hear any Hanukkah songs. Here we go. I thought about you when I said, we got to play this. I think he mentioned your name somewhere, and he he starts yeah, right? ru- running off all the celebrities' names who were Jewish and celebrate Hanukkah. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty pathetic. So everyone uh, <laughs> on this Christmas Eve is asking, "Where's my check? Where's my check? When will they get it together and do their job and and give me my money?" I've been asking the same question the first day I had had to start ta- having taxes taken out of my check. Where's mine? Because right. you know, for years. They've taken and taken and taken, and sure, we'll we'll give you a little percentage of it back. No, I want it all back. You guys don't know what to do with my money, so why do you keep taking it? So now the stimulus is upon us, and it looks like they're not going to vote till Monday now. And uh, I talked to more than one person, more than 10 people have gone, well, I wish they'd get this done. I'd like my money. And that's all they care about. They're not even They're not even concerned with the fact that tens of millions of dollars are going for transgender research in Afghanistan or anything like that. Uh, Exactly. So now uh, the the president said it should be $2,000 per American. And it's like, it's just this whole notion that the government is there to take care of you. It always drives me nuts. And the resounding chorus has grown louder and louder and louder when it's been proven through lockdowns and through closures and through all of this fear mongering that the government is not capable of taking care of you. Why would you expect them to do it now? Your thoughts. My thoughts. Thank you for giving me that great tee up. There's a lot of ways to look at this, but the very overriding feeling I have is that it's so much worse than you say, because the slogan that applies, I think, more uh, is more apropos right now than anything else, is that the government breaks your legs and then hands you a crutch. They're the ones who shut down the businesses, particularly Democrat governors and mayors all over this country acting collectivist en masse, taking orders not only from the DNC but from unseen uh, people who are trying to sabotage American small business, starting with restaurants. So uh, to say we're gonna we're going to uh, give you a virus and then hand you a, a vaccine, and you're supposed to trust us. Anybody who would trust any of that, I don't. I don't know. Um, and furthermore, there's two ways to look at the stimulus, and it's never a stimulus. On the one hand, it is our money, so I don't have a problem giving it back. But on the other hand, uh, it's just another version of wealth redistribution. 
you don't give them money in the first place. But once you do, um, you, you don't distribute per person money. Uh, the classic conservative doesn't want that because you're basically breaking the economy in order to put everybody on welfare. Yep. That's why they, and that's what they're doing to bully and and intimidate restaurants in Colorado, for example. We have this despicable governor who's shutting down all the restaurants and then saying, "But if you if you abide by these five star rules, we're going to give you, which basically puts them in charge of your business. <laughs> we'll let you open." Well, that is a, a fool's errand to deal with the devil. You don't play ball with people who you know to be dishonest. So it's requiring us all to be pretty darn courageous, and only some of us are showing it. Yeah, that's the thing. If if we all stood up in mass or uh, in enough numbers to make a difference, they would be totally incapable. They would be totally neutered with this this fresh dose of power that they tried to grab. And and have done. I mean, legally, illegally, unconstitutionally, without any actual laws passed, but things, right. edicts that have the force of law. They say under emergency powers. It's, uh, it's, it's such a mis- it's uh, uh, Forgive ridiculous. me. And then there's one thing I really want. I shouldn't interrupt the host. That's tacky of No, me. no, no. I, I had um, you on, so I want to hear and, what you have to say. And well, no, I love the our interchange. It's great. It's very important, I hope people don't miss, your listeners won't, Bill Cunningham's listeners won't, that uh, the, the swamp, the deep state, is more brazen than ever before, and they're perfectly willing to show Americans who and what they care about. We never go a step deeper and ask why all this so-called wasteful spending. All we do is call it wasteful spending for transsexual whatever's in Pakistan. Well, it's because somebody is behind that program getting a political payoff. Yep. That's why. Oh, absolutely. And all of that is not only are we going to sell out the American people with the Chinese, which more and more and more is going to come out about that, we're going to show the Americans, Americans, our people, what we really think of them, shut down their businesses and then hand them the crutch of $600, which is nothing, and say, see, we care about you. See, and it doesn't matter whether it's $600 or $2,000. It's still the same principle. And the idea that the government has basically ruined the lives of millions of Americans, shut down their businesses illegally, unconstitutionally, under the guise of public health, which is another part of this, a component of this, which is totally ridiculous. You know, in New York, for example, they always say follow the science. In New York, the science has proven that less than 1.5%, less than 1.5%, of what they call COVID cases have come from indoor dining. But they, they're not following that science in New York State or a lot of other places. They have not followed any of the information or the science from the very beginning. People who've been watching knew that they have suppressed good news about yep. uh, coronavirus. They've fear-mongered bad news about coronavirus. They uh, suppress information that says the statistics are wrong. Um, people who get in motorcycle accidents 
get uh, diagnosed as coronavirus, God forbid they die, then it's another coronavirus death. Well, there was a county. There was yeah. a county in your state in Colorado. I saw yeah. this about a week and a half ago. That forty percent of the probable or confirmed COVID deaths also came with one very very strange comorbidity: gunshot oh. wounds. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if it was Colorado or it was. It was. It was was a county in Colorado. But one lie begets another, and I think where the and and I I detest people who expect to to speak for the American people. But I mean, who can do that, right? right? But for a segment of the American people who've been watching carefully, they are tearing their hair out because this stuff is public knowledge, and yet it gets ignored. And completely, it's as if this propaganda media spins uh, an alternate universe story that we know, because we meet them every day, people who believe that nonsense. If all you ever watch is CNN, MSNBC at all, you are living in an alternate universe. You're in a blue pill world, in, uh, you're in a matrix. Yeah, you and, know? and people blame people like us for saying, Oh, this is just all about Trump. This is all about hating on the Democrats and liberty. It's not. It's about the truth versus the alternate universe you're talking about. It's so much bigger. Trump is the way forward to hold these people accountable. But this election, this time in history is about so much more yep. than this election. It, it is about the the very survival of the United States of America, and by virtue, people all over the free Western world or the free world are watching us because their survival depends on ours. We have always been that uh, shining city. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On a hill, and uh, now we look more like the very dim uh, village in the valley. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, but I hope people aren't giving up hope because I'm reading, I'm seeing, I'm hearing things that I certainly hope will knock people's socks off because eventually, and not, not too soon in the future, we're going to have to be presented with a narrative with facts and evidence and clarity. I'm hoping Donald Trump will, for example, declassify a lot of this information to show exactly who these uh, unelected bureaucrats and and uh, propaganda politicians are really. Well, answering. many many of them many of them are to us. many of them are heads of very large corporations, Karen, and that's the uh, that's the rub. That and uh, so much more. Eric Swillwall, I call him that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And all the rest, that's just the tip of the iceberg. We always wondered, why do these people do the exact opposite of what's good and logical and reasonable and common sense for America? Because they're not answering to us. And until they get held accountable, 
it will continue to happen or it will happen again. So I'm hoping and praying for a lot on your Christian holiday. <laughs> my, yeah. my Hanukkah is over, but, you know, you don't need a holiday to pray. I hope people will pray for this country, pray for the truth to come out wherever it leads, and for people to be held accountable who've been lying, cheating, and stealing from the American people. Well, people are waiting for their uh, $600 or $2,000 yeah. present under their tree here at Christmas <laughs> in 2020. And, and yeah. you know, I can understand their, and their anxieties because we've gotten lumps of coal all year long oh. from our elected leaders. Karen yeah. Catalina, yeah. go ahead. Finish, no, no, finish. go ahead. Oh, this is this is your this is your chance to coup de gras. This is the end of the conversation. So, any last thoughts, Karen? Well, you know, since you're on daytime prime time, I would love it if people would follow me and read my rantings at KarenCataline.com. Yes, my first name is a punchline. Uh, I am a white middle-aged woman who complains a lot. Uh, my last name is Cataline, K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. And uh, I'm hoping that I can irritate Twitter by continuing to get more followers, but I do parlor and all the rest. So I love hearing from callers and to hear what they think and whether they think I'm cracked or not. Well, you're definitely cracked, but you're also spouting the truth and spouting off. Cracked, spelled K-R-A-C-K. Exactly. (laughs) But we have to keep adding K's. And yeah. turn, a, turn a few backwards so people think no we're KKKs, not. No KKKs. No, no KKKs. And I, wish, and I wish you and all your listeners a happy, blessed, Merry Christmas. My favorite Christmas song was written by a Jew, Irving Berlin, White Christmas. So there you go. There you, and that is that will be at the top of our request list, Karen. Thank you very oh, good. much. Good, 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 good. All right, thank you. We are going to uh, take a quick break and come back. And, yes, for the next, uh, for the next little while... Oh, by the way, we have another special surprise under the tree today. Uh, let me just say his uh, initials are M.B., and he will be with us after the news. Plus, we'll, take your, we'll start taking your request, 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441. Christmas songs that you would like to hear, your favorites. I know Ken did a lot of this. We're going to do a lot of this this afternoon as well. 700 WLW. We work as hard as Santa's elves to keep you happy. And let me tell you, these stupid curled elf shoes are killing my feet. I've always thought. The requests are coming in fast and furious. We'll be playing them throughout the show between now and 3 o'clock. Also coming up, Peter Bronson and my friend Lowell Ponte. But right around the corner, right after news, and after this lovely Trans-Siberian Orchestra piece, The Nut Rocker, by request for producer Jeff Carr, we will be talking to um, one of my favorite radio people in the world. One of my favorite people, honest to goodness. And I think probably, for many of you, a fave of yours. Let, let this go ahead and play out into news there, Jeff. The TSO. On the Gary Jeff Christmas Show, in for Willie on 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. $2,000 stimulus. 
slumps when Elvis is on your mantle at home on the king. Can't blame that on the king. One of his favorites, one of our favorites, Marty Brenneman joins us on this Merry Christmas Eve. Hello, Marty. How are you? Gary, Jeff, I'm fine. I hope you are. Oh, I'm doing great. Just enjoying, just enjoying the Elvi. I hear you. <laughs> Did you ever see him in person? I did not. I did. And tell me about that experience. Well, I was working in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, my stop before coming to Cincinnati, and uh, a, a buddy of mine who was involved in the company that were able to get a booking from his folks to appear in the Coliseum in Hampton, Virginia, and got me two tickets, seven rows from the stage. Wow. He was spectacular. That was the that was the tour that he made when they videotaped, they shot footage, and then they put out the documentary sometime later about Elvis on tour. What year? And what what year was that, Marty? Seventy two. Okay. And he believe me when I tell you he was on top of his game then. Well, that that was about the time that Burn and Love came out, or just a little bit before that. I think he was on tour when yeah. Burn and Love. Came out. Yeah, he, you know, he, he was thin. He he was he was perfect. Uh, it, the concert was just incredible. He was so good, and um, I rank him the one of the top. That's one of the top three concerts I've ever seen. Oh, and it had to be electric. He was such a great entertainer. You know, he really was, and he had great rapport with the audience. Yeah. You know that that's one of the things that people who never saw him in person uh, would probably overlook or not know because he had great rapport with the crowd in between his songs, and uh, people seemed to be able to relate to him from all walks of life. Uh, he he was just incredibly successful uh, as a as a live entertainer. It was no no question about that. Everybody uh, good? You and Amanda getting ready? Yeah, everybody's fine. You know, we just uh, hopefully we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, as far as the vaccine is concerned, and both of us went are part of a research program with Johnson and Johnson, who I think will be approved uh, sometime within the next few weeks. And uh, each of us had a shot. Amanda had a shot. I had a shot. You don't know what you got. You no. know, you get the placebo or you get the real thing. She had side effects, uh, flu-like symptoms that were gone in 36 hours. Yeah, I had nothing. I've heard stories uh, about uh, people having, uh, as far as minimal side effects, there was a nurse that took it and got the second shot, and she said the next day she woke up with 104-degree fever, but she took some right. Tylenol, and then that was gone. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I have a hard time relating to people who won't take the shot because I think they've proven that, that, that it is safe. You're going to have aberrations just like you have with anything. Sure. Um, but I mean, the allergic reaction that some people had to whatever company shot it was. But at the same time, I had the shot 
the only thing that makes me think I got the real thing, uh, and I'm just speculating, is when they injected the serum into my right arm, I had the worst burning sensation that I've ever had in my life. And if it had been a saline solution, I don't think that would have been the reaction. But I had no side effects, but they tell you 15 to 20, 10 to 15% of the people who are inoculated will have side effects. So that means 85 to 90% of the people won't. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But uh, I just feel like we have reason to be optimistic for a change. Christmas plans with the family at all? I'm uh, going to go over and, and see Tom and, and uh, my grandkids, his family this afternoon. And uh, we're going to pretty much lay low other than that. Uh, I, I've seen, you know, I, my family all too little during the last 10 months. And um, I, uh, I'm i going to do that today, and I'm looking forward to it. But other than that, we're going to have a very quiet Christmas, just she and I together. Well, Kristen and I are going to go down to... Uh... The Nashville area and see mom and dad next week. That's great for you know That's a day great. or so and and see my brothers and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. It's well, one of my good. favorite that's times of the year. I, I love yeah. Thanksgiving. I love Fourth of July. I love Christmas. So it's it's really locked in and uh, looking like regardless of everything that has happened and the restrictions wh- where yeah. they are are still are still in place. I've been pretty much living my life just like normal uh, as much as I can. You know right. I mean? Well, we've done the same thing. I mean, we, we've not been reckless. I'm not going to go into a bar and, and hang out. I think people that do that are senseless. Um, I wear a mask everywhere when I'm inside any building. Uh, but, you know, I was a prisoner for two months in March and, in Feb, March and April last year, and I finally, or this year, and I woke up one day and said, I, I don't have that many days left on this earth, and I'm not going to be a prisoner of this stuff for the rest of my life. So, Well, you know what, if, if you can't live your life, uh, then you're not actually living your life. You're just, you're just still point. alive. You're just, yeah, that's right. You're that's still breathing, truth. but that's about it. And if that's, that's if that's all you aspire to, then that's pretty sad, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I uh, agree with that. Marty Brenneman, do you have a favorite Christmas song? You know, I I like uh, the, the one I really like is The Little Drummer Boy. Okay. Any particular I really version? Like that. Huh? Any particular version? No, not really. I just I just think it's a it's a neat song. All right. Well, Jeff uh, Carr, I listened you to it last night. Are you uh, queuing that up? All right, let's go ahead and play Marty out with the Little Drummer Boy. Merry Christmas to you and Amanda and Tom and the rest of your family, Marty, and thank you for joining us today on this special Christmas Eve show. It has been my pleasure, Gary, Jeff, and you and your family. Stay well and have a great holiday season, pal. All right. Thanks, Marty. You, you any, betcha. Got any perumpa pum pum for me, Jeff? Lay that, lay that puppy on me. Well, that didn't sound like what I was looking for. Here we go. From Marty Brenneman, requested Little Drummer Boy. We've still got Whitney Houston coming. The Grinch is on the list. Darling Loves Merry Christmas Baby. Burl Ives and the classic Silver and Gold. A Jeff Beck's version of What Child Is This? For Bob taking care of his mom. More of your requests and conversations coming up. Dr. John Huber next with a big announcement. You may have heard him on Ken Brew earlier today or on with me yesterday, but he's got a major blockbuster announcement, something he's been working on for a while, and we'll talk to him next on 700 WLW.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's finally a vaccine for COVID-19. And while that should be good news, perhaps you have some serious questions. How safe is it? What are the possible side effects? Here we are, we are without you. If you feel so, ever be, ever be a blue. It'll just thinking. Be, be, be about you. The great Seymour Swine. It'll be a decoration. Doctor, are you there? I am here. Okay. <laughs> on the line is is that of course seymour swine's version of blue christmas and uh, dr huber dr john huber mainstream mental health.org forensic psychologist and now uh one of the men behind <laughs> trip sitter what what is it again, Doc? I'm sorry, I've lost my mind. Tripsitter dot clinic. Trip tripsitter dot clinic, which involves a, a a place where you can sign up. And there's a major announcement. Doctor Huber and I have been talking about this ketamine project that he's been involved with now for years, and it's finally coming to fruition uh, in a way that the the general public can really, really embrace this and find out more about all of the benefits of ketamine. Again, tripsitter.clinic is the name of the website. And Dr. Huber, you have a major announcement about somebody who's joined on board with you. Well, actually, a couple of somebody yeah. in the last 24 hours. Now, these people we've been talking to for a while. Um, and uh, we right now, we, we have uh, Mike Tyson has come on board. and Iron uh, Mike so Tyson? Iron Mike Tyson, as well as Dwight Howard from the L.A. Lakers. And, uh, and then, actually, I, I don't remember if I told you Jim Quick, who is Elon Musk's 
personal advisor and his guru, he has kept come on board as well, and they're all supporting this. And LeBron James's um, personal trainer for the past 14 years is is now on board. His name is Mike uh, Man uh, Menace Menace Man. I'm gonna <laughs> mess up his name. All right. So uh, you've got a bunch geez. of really famous celebrity spokespeople here who are getting behind right. this effort. And ex- explain again, just real quickly, in the next minute or two, what this effort is about. Well, the effort is about the, the fact that uh, there are psychedelic medications out there, such as ketamine, that can provide a psychedelic experience that the research coming out of Yale and Harvard and MIT all indicates that it does help and support things like depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and anxiety, and believe it or not, chronic pain. I myself uh, have used ketamine for my chronic pain. I broke my shoulder at 18 years of age, and it it was the first time since I broke it that I I felt no pain. Even when I was on opiates like oxycodone, I still felt the pain. I just didn't care about the pain. And with the ketamine, I don't feel the pain anymore. And I, I have treated, you know, several years worth of patients uh, and seeing, you know, treatment-resistant patients take uh, a, a procedural process, you know, a, a prescription process of ketamine and had their lives turn around completely and are no longer depressed or anxious. Or the most significant is what I've seen with post-traumatic stress disorder from people who have been sexually assaulted as, as young children to our veterans who go out into the battlefield and, and you know, step on landmines. And ketamine, ketamine actually, well. you've had about, uh, the last time we talked, it was about an 80% success rate with the people with PTSD and treating them with ketamine? That's exactly right. So, so it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. But for those who, it works better than anything else out there. And I, it's, you know, it's night or day. I previously, to use before using ketamine, I would not treat drug and alcohol patients, but we're able to actually treat drug and alcohol patients because usually, for to be successful, the person who has the addiction would have to want to quit. Well, the ketamine doesn't care if you want to quit, and that's the beauty of it. <laughs> so, yes, you just <clears throat> go through the process and let the ketamine do its job. <laughs> About 80% of our patients are going to walk away and not have an issue with drug and alcohol anymore. That's fantastic. Dr. Huber, uh, thanks for saving the big news for me. I know you're on with Ken Brewer today, but but uh, I, I appreciate you uh, saving the announcement. Mike, the Mike Tyson, Dwight Howard, and many, many others, Elon Musk's guru, are all, are, are all part of all a part of TripSitter.clinic. Uh, and you should be up and running. Should be up and running here in the next week or two, right? Absolutely, January first our target date. So you can go register now. Once you once you register, we'll send out emails as as we come online. All right, Doctor Huber, thank you so much, and Merry Christmas. We'll close with one of our requests today. Here's Whitney Houston. Do you hear what I hear? Into news on Christmas Eve on 700 WLW.
And weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Still talking stimulus. Requests from you. You're a mean one. Jordan Smith. Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as a eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a Greasy black heel. Kind of partial to Boris Karloff. But Just face the music, you're a monster. This is nice. Though. Mr. Grinch, your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you. Gary Jeff in for Bill Cunningham on this Christmas Eve. Yeah, we're playing Christmas music. And we're taking requests like this. And we're talking to some of our favorite people. Because that's what the holidays is all about, being with your favorite people, whether it's virtually, it's on air, or in person. Peter Bronson, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Gary Jeff. Merry Christmas. And you're definitely one of my favorite people. Well, thank you, sir. This is this is great that you could have a few minutes. You're actually going to church here in a few minutes. Yes, I am. Get that in before Christmas Day. Absolutely. And that way, when it's <clears throat> when it's minus twelve tomorrow all day, you won't have to go out of the house. <laughs> that's right. That's a, that's a good, good idea. Time to go. <laughs> you know, that's something that has been talked about a lot: is that uh, people being restricted in many cases by governments from attending worship services in person, and uh, you know godless governors telling you well this is how you can sing if you sing at all and all this yeah. other nonsense no singing the, the <laughs> and the casinos open but the church is not right oh, by right. the way stop at home depot but don't stop at church yeah <laughs> um so well that tells you where their priorities are oh yeah <laughs> because the people that uh, line their pockets <laughs> get to who stay open taxes? yeah who yeah. pay taxes get to get to stay open but the the fact of the matter is, as many people have made this point, church is not a building. I mean, it is, uh, it is good to get together with other believers, and there is a feeling of worship that cannot be matched online. 
or virtually, I or, or by Very Zoom. True. But, Very true. I think uh, the, some of the greatest growth happens in small groups. And uh, although I would never give up my church for the fellowship and the friends and the the uh, encouragement and, and worship that we do, I, I still believe that a lot of the growth that happens and a lot of the discovery of uh, of faith happens best in small groups where you all get together and just open a Bible. Right, exactly. But for people who don't have that option, or maybe they're older or they're, they're afraid. And, and again, that's, that's another issue of faith. Uh, the Bible tells us to be not afraid. But uh, for those people who have the reservations, as many do, you can still worship anywhere you are. Correct? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Um, what's it say uh, in the Bible? It says, pray continuously and in all things uh, be joyful in all circumstances. So that's a, it's, that's a tough cool. tall. That's a tough tall order in 2020. <laughs> it is, <laughs> but, but you know it's kind of a two parter there. If you're praying all the time and and you know where the the real source of power is and who's in control, then it really does. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take a lot of that burden off your shoulders of all the worry and uh, anxiety. That's an excellent point. So uh, are there any Bronson family Christmas traditions that you like to impart or talk about anything that you well, guys do you know all you were talking time? about music um we are big fans of the uh mel torme with cincinnati pop cd that we put out every year while we're trimming the tree Ooh. uh we like that king cole and uh big fans of uh one of my favorite traditions is christmas eve i like to put on the two disc set of handel's messiah and just uh turn off all the noise and listen to that and admire the tree yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about uh, Paco Bell's Canon? That's indeed. That's, oh yeah, that's love that excellent too. stuff too. If you're uh, it is sitting the around, classics are just classic. That's all you can say. <laughs> you know, uh, we also like to uh, do church on uh, Christmas Eve and then go out for uh, late lunch, early dinner, whatever it's going to be. We're doing that today, and uh, just certain ornaments and uh, that kind of thing. I guess. Uh, you know, just uh, enjoying Christmas with each other. We'll switch gears just for a second. What do you make of all this this last minute stimulus garbage that's going on? Apparently, they're not going to even vote till Monday. Now, my question is that should they be voting at all on something that really doesn't benefit uh, many Americans uh, with, with the amount of money they're planning on spending that they don't have? That really doesn't. <laughs> only about thirty percent of all of this spending actually addresses anything related to COVID nineteen, which is, I thought, the reason they were doing this. Yeah, just when you think it just can't get any worse in DC, they come up with a, a Christmas tree, garish Christmas tree of pork like this. It just uh, reeks of uh, the the same old uniparty games, which is. They're, they just can't wait to get uh, Trump out of the way so they have nobody who will complain about this. And God bless him 
for calling out what it is and saying that uh, at the very least we need to increase that that money that's going to Americans because America first and not and, Cam- and not Cambodia or the Kennedy Center or which is closed or <laughs> any of these yeah, other yeah, nonsensical absolutely. measures that are involved yep. that are that are injected as pork into this bill. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, if if he vetoes it, I'd be stand up and applaud because uh, you know it, it, I, I just look forward to the day when. A lot of Americans are going to go. Boy, do we ever miss him? Yeah, I, I, I believe it's that. Not going to be long. I believe that day is coming soon. Uh, yeah, you, you have mentioned to me before that uh, you will take one of the vaccines, right? Yeah, I, I really have no hesitation about it. I'll probably do some more research and see which ones I would like best if I have that opportunity. But I think it's going to be a while before that that uh, choice is really. You know, near because uh, although I'm over 65, there's a lot of people who need it more than I do. So, yeah, it, it, it's interesting the pecking order that they have picked out in many jurisdictions across the country. According to the latest numbers, uh, over a million Americans have been vaccinated as of this point, this early on, which I think is that's pretty extraordinary considering it is from beginning to actually approval of this vaccine that already now, just in the last week or two, we've had a million Americans vaccinated. But Doesn't that help, too, to put in context the exceedingly small number, what it is, a dozen who have had allergic reactions, yeah. not to the vaccine itself, but to the components, which is typical of every vaccine. There, there's not a vaccine, I don't think, um, that I'm aware of that doesn't have some kind of side effects potential. Uh, yeah. Flu shots, um, polio, you name it. Absolutely. Well, uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out in 2021. Pray continuously. That's that's yeah. the advice, right? Yes, pray pray continuously and in all circumstances be joyful. <laughs> this this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall be glad Amen. and rejoice in it. Well, Amen. Enjoy church and Merry Christmas, Peter. Thanks for spending Merry a few Christmas. minutes with us. All right. Always enjoy talking, Gary Jeff. Have a great Christmas. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Some Nat King Cole, maybe, or some uh, Mel Torme for Peter Bronson. Writing it down on the list. We are making a list, and we're going to be checking them off all day long until 3 o'clock. Another one of your requests coming up, and if you've got another Christmas song you'd like to hear, feel free to chime in. 513-749-7000, pounds 700 on AT&T, Gary Jeff. On Christmas Eve on 700 WLW. Just so you know, I did save you a piece of fruitcake, but Frank grabbed it and shoved it into his mouth. I hope he chokes on a fig. Happy holidays from... Wishes for silver and gold. How do you measure its worth? Just by the pleasure it gives here Silver and gold, silver and gold Means so much more when I see Silver and gold decorations On every Christmas tree
Reminds me of being a kid again. Gary Jeff on 700 WLW playing your Christmas request along with the conversations today. And let's just move down the list a little bit. We've got them stacked up. And you can keep phoning them in. We're here till 3 o'clock. Darlene Love, who made her appearance, and, and this song became popular actually because of an appearance on the David Letterman show back in the early 80s. Here's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home for John and Cincy. in a winter wonderland on Christmas Eve. How you doing? Bob is taking care of his mom. And uh, that's laudable any time of the year. Wanted to hear something. And this is a little bit off the beaten track. It's great. I mean, it's a fantastic kind of Christmas song with all the religious implications. But Jeffrey Arnold Beck did this version of what child is this? And Bob wanted to hear that on this Christmas Eve, so I think we ought to we ought to do that right now. Jeff Beck on the big one.
Oh, the guitar virtuosity of Jeff Beck on this Christmas Eve. And we'll close out with another request. This is for Dave in Indiana. And if you made one, we got plenty of time. So don't worry about it. Just sit there, watch the snow fall. Big furry flakes right now. It's Chuck Berry and Run Rudolph Run right into news on Christmas Eve on 700 WLW. Place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cincinnati. Lawmakers are holding out. They're classics because 
They're classics, as Peter Bronson pointed out. Pachelbel's famous canon in D major. Merry Christmas Eve to you. Gary Jeff Walker with you on 700 WLW. Also taking your phone calls, as well as your requests, until 3 o'clock. 513-749-7000. 1-800-843-2441. Jeff, if you would, maestro. Lower us down here. Chris in Westchester, what's going on? Merry Christmas, Gary, to you and to Krista 2.0 and to your friends and family. It's, and all it's, the, ghost, it's the ghost of Christmas, I don't believe. <laughs> yes, yes. This, well, no, yes, there, there are different theories of Christmas, but, you know, it, it's funny that somehow people forgot that a Christmas tree is actually a representation of the star of Bethlehem and the shining down upon the, the manger. I, how they got away from that, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but that is what that represents, people. If you throw for you pagans out there who think you're doing it for Santa Claus, no, it's that's actually what that means. <laughs> okay, very the, nice. That, that's what that star means, and that's why the tree is shaped that we way. Really and the lights are coming down. We really haven't yeah, spoken yeah. too much to the pagans yet today. So thanks for call, <laughs> thanks for chiming in with that. One for the pagans here. One for the <laughs> one heathens. For the, well, well, yeah, one for one for you, you, you non-believers out there. <laughs> so I mean, what yeah. else is on your mind on this Christmas well, Eve, my friend? I would like to reflect quickly upon the past year, if I may. Sure. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about our so-called, let's say, how should I put this, our bought, I mean, elected officials, our <laughs> so-called redundancy that we have with this pandemic that seems to never go away and probably will not go away. The fact that somehow the normality of the country and our entire representation of how we come off to the world has been altered and changed dramatically in a way that it will literally probably be put in history books, but probably into 27 different views and aspects to not offend. I will also not talk about how it's important that we come from, it blows my mind that we still come from a species that we have these moronic porch pirates who somehow in today's times with all of our technology and damn it, YouTube still haven't figured out that they do have booby trap box boxes. Now you idiots that can blow up like die packs, but yet somehow they haven't figured it out. But it pains me to know that we come from the same species of those morons. Yet there's also people that will literally walk into a Walmart, go up to the layaway department and say, what's the total of everything you've got in there and pay it off with no recognition and walk away. So it's sad that we still haven't been able to figure that part of ourselves out yet. I don't know if it's just we, some people, they, they see compassion in the dictionary and some people interpret it differently. I don't know what the reason is, but it's sad that for some reason we've forgotten that the people that are going to be hurting the most tomorrow are the children, because that's what tomorrow's about. Whether you go to church or whether it's a religious holiday for you or no matter what it is, Remember, there are going to be millions of children tomorrow that, you know, aren't going to see their grandparents either because they're no longer with them or they're in a place where they can't go visit them or they're afraid to have them come over or whatever the reason is. This is going to, this is going to be the one Christmas that is literally going to change children, I think, because this is, this is a lockdown Christmas that is different from all the, the last, let's say, nine million Christmases since man's been celebrating this weird holiday. Okay, no matter how you want to look at it, they're the ones that are going to suffer tomorrow. And, and it, it, it's sad that we, when you watch the news today, 
I'm not really seeing anything about how, you know, you, you see some of the good stories, you see some of the moron stories, you see some of the sad stories, but you're not seeing the real reflection of, the, of what's, what's going to happen, you know, at the end of this year. Remember, 2021 is going to happen in a few days, people. It, it's not that far off. And at the beginning of that year, there are going to be hundreds of thousands not, not thousands, not tens of thousands, but hundreds of thousands of small businesses that will no longer be around. They're not going to be opening their doors next year because they're no longer in business at no fault of their own. Okay, and that is true. These, those businesses were put out of, businesses, out of business at no fault of their own. And not only them, but the people that helped supply them and kept their businesses going and so forth. That's what's going to happen at the beginning of next year. And the fact that the morons up there are still debating and fighting over the paltry pennies that they are trying to dish out to us, which, by the way, people, you haven't forgotten, it's your it's damn It's money. our money. It's, it's our money. Absolutely. Money. I was making that point okay. earlier with Karen now, Cataline. Now, now, now that you know this, look at tomorrow differently, okay? Look at tomorrow. Don't look at all the crap that just because as adults, we can deal with it, okay? Yeah. It's, it's different for the kids, though. Tomorrow's going to be a different Christmas for millions of kids, not just in this country, but around the world, okay? It's going to be a different Christmas than the for the seven-year-old than it, than it was for him when he was six. Yeah, really no, abso- absolutely, Chris. You're, so, you're right on par with that. Thing. That's that... going to be the sad thing. So when we reflect on that, people, I hope, I just really, really hope after this entire year is over with, the one thing we come back with as a species together as one, the one thing we learn yeah. is I think the one thing that we have all forgotten. And before I close, I hope that everybody well, learns this-, this one thing, and that is called humility. I really hope we as a species learn this because we are vulnerable. We can be stopped by a little, tiny, little virus, tiny speck thing. So remember that when it comes to Christmas. Okay, tomorrow, wrap, wrap it up, Chris. The the year. So I would just like to wrap it up by saying to you and to everybody who's listening, may your Christmas be merry and have a holy night and your New Year be joyous and very bright. All right, thank you very much. With that, uh, more of our Christmas, Merry Christmas Eve requests. For both Dick in Dayton and Matt in Newport, written by Robert Wells and the late Mel Torme, the great Nat King Cole, and the Christmas song closing out this segment on 700 WLW. Enjoy. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight After you've unwrapped the gifts, we've got one more present for you. 
football. Touchdown! It's an NFC Christmas Day matchup from the Big East, the Minnesota Vikings, and the New Orleans Saints. That's for Scott and Cincy taking your request on Christmas Eve. Gary Jeff Walker with you. And uh, let's go to Joe and Muncie. Hello, Joe. What's on your mind? Hey, how are you, my friend? I'm well. Well, you? I'm sorry to be on speaker, but I'm wrapping presents. That's o- that's okay. The okay, fact, well, the fact that you have the ability to wrap presents impresses me. Because well, if you my, call it wrapping. Uh, well, well my, my presents, when I wrap them, always look like a bundle of paper. Just stuffed together point. with tape. It, it doesn't. I don't, I don't measure. I just fold it. No. Wrap it. Yeah, like I like say, it. measure once, cuss twice. Exactly. But what I was telling, I, I was telling the screener, I just walked, I was doing this and walked around the house, and I got Fox News on in the background. Cuomo wants sixty-seven hundred people tested and go to the Bills game. Now is that about the most stupid thing you've heard in your in? No, Andrew Cuomo is capable of saying stupid things every time he opens his mouth, and he usually does. He's ate up with ignorance, I'll tell you. Because, <laughs> you know, why on earth these poor people trying to have their restaurants open, this and that, he's worried about the Bills football game. I don't I don't know. It's, it's so weird. What they're doing in New York is really, really just nonsensical and non-science-based. Dave and Dayton, hello, my friend. Hello, Merry Christmas. Merry to Christmas you, to Jeff, you, man. To you and Chris at 2.0. And uh, I want to give a metaphoric lump of coal to the Grim Reaper, Mike DeWine, and uh, Andy Boohoo, Bo Shears, um, for their, their wonderful leadership and, and ridiculous um, rules. Um, I gave my oldest daughter away um, last Friday at a wedding, and um, according to the dictates and mandates, even though it was a reduced 35-person family-only wedding, we we had to mask up, with, um, even though I was next to my wife and my own kids in the pews, and then in the middle of our um, you know, wedding reception, as it was, everyone was having fun. We, um, you know, were ordered out at, you know, 945. So we, you know, because the boogeyman COVID-19 strikes the tent. So so we had to thank you for those. And then we, we decided after the wedding, we we were being uh, very safe and not going out to go patronize a local independent restaurant and uh, a family of six. We had, um, to split us up and be four and then two, like six feet apart, even though we were from the same family because of, um, you know, you the, couldn't the, sit together as a family, six of you. No, we were the same, the same family. Cause their rules, they said were four together and then six feet apart. So we decided we weren't going to, um, turn their business away. So we just ordered carry out, but that was our, you know, again, another, they said it was the, the manager said it was from, you know, governor DeWine. And, um, so it's, um, you know, it's it's amazing who we invest our trust in and, and who we attribute is, is wise enough to lead us. Listen, I want to close out. I want to thank it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you for calling. I want to say Merry Christmas to you and your family. And I'm going to close out this hour with your request. It's also one of my favorites, Bare Naked Ladies. And God rest ye merry gentlemen. Dave, have a great one, brother. Uh, thank you. God bless, Scary Jeff. Thank you. 700 WLW News right around the corner. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. What tidings of comfort and joy Comfort and joy, what signs of comfort and joy. From God our Heavenly Father, this blessed angel came, and unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. What signs of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy, both signs of comfort and joy.
and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. After saying people should get more money. Christmas time. That's on the shopping list. By request, ACDC for Conway, a mistress for Christmas as we begin this hour on Christmas Eve. It's, it's, it, this is a holy day, or the, the day before a holy day. Sounds like we opened up the portals to hell. Our next guest is a frequent guest on my Nightcap program and joins us today on this Merry Christmas Eve to talk about Christmas, its origins, and some misconceptions, and just... A little bit of uh, a little bit of research, because the man does a lot of research all the time. His name is Lowell Ponte. He writes for WND.com and is, again, our guest on this Christmas Eve. Good afternoon, Sir Lowell. <laughs> Good afternoon, Sir Gary. It sounds like you're back in black. I know. I was. I was. Uh, so, anyway, we, we wanted to talk a little uh, Christmas uh, knowledge and Christmas trivia and the like today, amongst other things. So what have you got for us, Sir Lowell? Oh, there's an infinity of exciting things. Uh, We now have to revise the old traditional list of why Santa is politically incorrect. Really? Now, by the way, remember Dr. Fauci only weeks ago said that Santa was immune to the coronavirus. Yes, I remember that. But now, only days ago... Fauci is telling children that he personally flew to the North Pole and vaccinated Santa. So was he immune or is he vaccinated? Well, the important thing to remember he is, needs two shots anyway. is, is, that the, is that the children need not believe in Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I think, think that's <laughs> or, the most or, important or, or thing. Or Fauciism, yes. Or Fauciism, exactly. Yes. So, I, yeah, I thought it was a two-shot combination here. So did he fly back the next day to the North Pole and give Santa the second shot? He wasn't, he wasn't elaborating on that, I was he? I guess there's supposed to be a three-week gap, so I don't know. In any event, <laughs> what is wrong with Santa, according to today's political left? Tell me. He's white. He's male. He discriminates, not by, dis- by, by, by not redistributing gifts of wealth to Muslims, Jewish, and Buddhist children. 
He is obese. Well, plus he, were, he, he discriminates between the good and bad children as well. Well, we'll get to that. Yes. Okay, okay, go ahead. He, he wears fur and leather, abusing animal rights. He exploits his endangered, overworked reindeer. He exploits his elf workers, whom he does not allow to unionize. He smokes. He drives hyperfast under the influence of a drug, nicotine. He lives, at the, if that's what he's smoking, he <laughs> lives at the North Pole, thereby endangering Earth's climate. He forces his wife to live at the North Pole. He has a wife, which is bad enough. He is judgmental, deciding which children are naughty and nice by his own subjective standards. He makes a list, a list, mind you, of the naughty and nice. He divides the young as boys and girls, not the 736 different gender or transsexual variations we use now. How medieval of him. He does not give more to key minorities the way government does. He does not discriminate against whites the way government does. In other words, he practices equality of all races and genders, not Kamala Harris equity. We can't, we can't have that. No, we can't. He spies on people, seeing them when they are sleeping and knowing when they are awake. Worst of all, Santa is jolly in a world where humor has now been outlawed. As if by artificial intelligence. In fact, that's what scientists say is the single most frightening thing they found about artificial intelligence computers. They cannot make them understand humor. So you might tell an artificial intelligence computer a joke, and it will respond by taking it literally and shooting people. I mean, you just don't know what these things are going to do. True. Of course, Santa does have one major virtue. He has among the godless leftist governments, he's replaced Christ and all other gods that might transcend government itself. In other words, they still worship Santa, even though they've rejected God. Um, and Santa, his very name, contains the same letters as Satan, a coincidence. The sadist gods who promise something for nothing. But at least Christmas is here to remind people of Christ's gift to everyone, not just the wise man's gift to him. We won't even go into the horror of the physics of Christmas. How is Santa able to visit 11,000 homes per second on Christmas Eve? Well, because he's bigger than physics. And as you know, we are supposed to believe in science. Of course, it's interesting. Science is based on empirical testing, Every empirical test of socialism and Marxism has shown that it would be total failures. Every time. And yet, yes, and yet these people who embrace Marxism and socialism claim to be scientific. Why don't they apply scientific logic to their own ideology? Now, of course, there is a certain amount of paganism, some would say, that has creeped into Christmas. Notable example, take your Bibles down, my friends, and open to the book of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, where you will find, Hear the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe, they deck it out with silver and gold. Oh, God. 
They fasten it with nails and with hammers, that it move not, and so on. Uh, the point being, it is not hard to say, not only do we not see a reference to a Christmas tree in the Christmas story, or in the New Testament in general, but here in the Old Testament, God is telling people through one of his prophets, don't put up a tree and decorate it with silver and gold. Yep. Sound familiar? Yes. I, yes. We, we have one of those <laughs> forbidden trees in our house right now. I'm shocked. But, and your cat's been eating it, I understand. Yeah, Brooksy uh, is partial. Thank God he hasn't, like, leapt into it and knocked the shiny silver and gold ornaments off of it, breaking them now, on the floor. Now, but, in ancient Rome, they did celebrate a holiday called Saturnalia on about December 25th. A cult of the cult of the god Saturn, uh, and it revolved around a very similar decorated tree. I, I mean, religions traditionally, when they emerge, they tend to build their foundations on the base of the old religion, so that people coming to worship the old religion have to come to their church. But who can say what this means? And it, there's also the cult of Mithraism which celebrated the return of the sun. And indeed, from your birthday, the 22nd of this month onward, every year, the sun has been burning about one minute longer each day and will continue to do so until the summer solstice around uh, June 21st. When it reverses again. Yeah, so, so you, thank you for bringing light. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To the world having to do with our... <laughs> annual trip around the sun. So those are a few of my thoughts for Christmas, but I also made that a subject, well, it appears to be a subject, of my column at WorldNet Daily. Is, that, column entitled, is, is that up and uh, running now at WND.com? It, it will be running starting tonight and through Friday. All right. Uh, and its title is Miss America. As in you, miss. as in as in I miss America, with whose ideals I was born and raised. Only yesterday it lifted our hearts with boundless optimism. I write, but Joe Biden now promises America's quote darkest days are ahead of us. Close quote. Well, they certainly are if he becomes president. I miss America, a land where sunny dreams came true, and where we looked into the opening of a new frontier of space travel. Television was the window through which my generation watched Star Trek, which expanded our thinking about life and the universe. I particularly loved one episode of Star Trek. It was the probably single most award-winning episode they ever did, called The City on the Edge of Forever, by writer friend Harlan Ellison, with whom I used to have dinner all the time. Um... Uh, in this episode, Starship Enterprise officers beam down to a planet 
that is being racked constantly by earthquakes. Their knowledge shows that it is soon to break apart and be doomed. The people have already fled the world. They escaped through a time machine into the past, uh, a portal that the ship's uh, temporarily crazed Dr. McCoy leaps into and lands back on Earth in the 1830s. By the way, I confess uh, that I, too, have increasingly been escaping back into the past through television portals like Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. Uh, like today, we, we've been playing some of this Christmas music, and uh, some of it reaches back into the 40s and 50s, and absolutely same kind of exercise for me. Go ahead. Well, you would find Christmas music that reaches back 2,000 years. Yeah, that's true. Uh, certainly in the Middle Ages, certainly in the Renaissance, and so on. But, I mean, we have long been celebrating Christmas, and it was one of those things that, as a culture, we generally had in common, in common in the sense that ten, people tended to come together to be friendly, to reach out to others, to be loving and caring. How we have changed in the last few years and what the implications of that are. In any event, we're seeing forces pulling us apart as boomers like myself tend to retreat into the past. And those who are of the new left have embraced the idea of a godless future in which they will make a heaven on earth with human hands, forgetting that when you get a human hand, you also get a human soul, and the human soul is quite capable of sin. I mean, I know the left holds this idea that all beings are good and noble and sweet, and therefore there can never be war, there can never be problems. That, I suppose, is why communism has killed more than 100 million people <laughs> since Karl penned it. Uh, I mean, as the old saying goes, when you cease to believe in God, you don't believe in nothing. You believe in anything. You believe in anything that claims to take the place of God, and that is what Marxism and the left have become. They've become a pseudo-religion. They have become a faith in which anyone who disagrees with you is evil and must be done away with in one way or another. Or silenced just in general. Yeah. Well, that's a way of getting rid of people, sure. of denying them the ability even to make a living. I mean... This is a far cry from liberalism. The media still likes to talk about the left as liberalism. The left is no longer liberal. Liberals believed in debate. Liberals believed in open thought and discussion. Liberals believed in freedom to write, to speak, and so on, without having your life threatened. Liberals did not believe in mobs in the street tearing things down, although the French Revolution did, the Russian Revolution did because they believed that they could only accomplish their ends by terror. They had no way of persuading people to these lunatic philosophies. Again, if they're scientific, uh, my ancestors were utopian socialists. They believed in the idea. They came from France in 1848 to the U.S. as part of a movement called Icaria, from Etienne Cabet's novel Voyager Carrie which depicted a kind of perfect utopian society where everyone was equal, everything was fair, and so on. But it was all voluntary. That's the important thing about the utopians. They would say, we're going to set up our society, we're going to show how wonderfully it works, and everyone will then just imitate us. We don't need to put a gun to anybody's head. They will just imitate us, because we're right. 
Well, every single utopia that has been attempted like that has failed. Miserably. Even in, even in Israel, where they have some of the smartest, most motivated people the world has ever known, they could not make the kibbutz movement work. The socialist utopian communes called kibbutzes, nowadays, as the joke goes in Israel, are made up of the children and grandchildren of the founders who lay around in hammocks all day while paying a tiny bit of their government subsidies to Arab workers who do the actual work in the commune. It's amazing. I, I tell you what, Lowell, we, we need to take a break here uh, for the end of the hour. Would you be able to hold on until after the news and come back? I know you've got something special lined up for us. And, uh... For you, anything, Gary, too. <laughs> All right. Lowell Ponte, our guest on this Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, by the way, to you and Ellen. And uh, we will uh, we will talk a little bit more when you return. Let's go back to our request list. Let's hear the waitresses and Christmas wrapping. Forget who this was for. You took the name down. So The waitresses on 700 WLW. Pump that up. The nation is completely divided. It's time to talk about it. A few words from Eddie and Rocky. We think it's important for everyone to be heard. We get it. It's amazing that they got the dogs to bark in harmony. Gary Jeff on Christmas Eve on 700 WLW. Back to our guest, Lowell Ponte. From WND.com, his new column out uh, tomorrow, Miss America. And you can check out the website for that. Lowell, it's a great day. You had a a specific Christmas story about you growing up that you wanted to kind of relay. Yeah, and I realized that that's really why I'm here today. 
that life can be shaped by a singular event or two. One Christmas around age nine or ten, I got the gift I wanted most, a transistor radio. That night under the stars in our backyard, I turned it on and heard a voice from 800 miles away, the other end of the universe, saying, this is KOA, Denver. Twenty years later, I'm an author. I'm on a book tour. I sat down in yet another radio studio, maybe the eighth that day. But just before the interview began, a tape broadcast the identification words of the station. This is KOA, Denver. And you were taken back to that uh, first moment in childhood with your first transistor radio. Oh, my God. I was on the other end of the rainbow. I had become the voice that a young boy was listening to 800 miles away. Such is life. Of course, today's young, I understand the problems they have in a godless universe of leftism, where they're going to make heaven for you, and their heaven doesn't give you rights given by God. It gives you rights that can be taken away by government, Yeah, because government made them a very different kind of universe to live in, and where your prosperity and everything else is dependent on whether the government likes you. Excellent point. Well, you know, in, in all this discussion of the uh, the stimulus this week, it's like, what are you going to give me? That That's what I keep hearing from people. And it's like they're still looking for government to give you things, to take care of you. I, I, I didn't know that in this country we elected the government to take care of us, but it has morphed and evolved into that, sadly. Well, the important thing is that people don't want to grow up anymore. Young people are taught, go ahead and remain a child. Keep living in mommy and daddy's basement, even when mommy and daddy become the government. Let them care for you. Let them provide everything. You don't have to go out and work for it. We'll give you a guaranteed basic income. You can watch MSNBC, that is Marxist Socialist NBC, on your television and adopt their worldview in which everybody else is to blame and you are innocent. Uh, and you will wind up with an incredibly frustrated life of no accomplishment at all. Because you've never become an adult. You've never taken on those challenges. You are simply a child who kicks and cries and screams when you don't get your way. And you're perfectly willing to use violence against others who don't give you your way. We saw a lot of we saw a lot of that this year. Absolutely. Oh yes. So that's the challenge. Now, I was telling you about the city on the edge of forever, a Star Trek. The Star episode. Trek episode, yeah. For those who may never have seen it, Doctor McCoy jumps through a time machine, in effect, a time, and he lands in 20th century Earth around 1930. Uh, Kirk and Spock open their communicators to talk to the Starship Enterprise from this tremorous planet's surface, and there is no Enterprise. It's gone. It's gone. And that apparently has something to do with McCoy leaping into an earlier time. So he had changed something in history, or was about to, and it changed the future. And when they pursued McCoy, what did they discover? They discovered that... uh, Kirk had found the woman of his dreams, a brilliant, intelligent, articulate, compassionate person, uh, a peace activist, basically. Uh, But he also learned, or Spock did, that she was destined in the old timeline of that place 
to die in a truck accident only days later. The problem was uh, Spock also discovered by electronic means that there was an alternative timeline in which McCoy saved her from dying in that truck accident. He pushed her out of the way. And when he did, she lived. And when she lived, she became so persuasive as a peace activist that she talked Franklin Delano Roosevelt into negotiating with Hitler rather than waging war against him. And as a result, Hitler got the bomb first. He conquered the world. He utterly changed the future, and it became a future with no Starship Enterprise. This is like Joe Biden now being elected with the help of communist China, which, by the way, we were fighting indirectly in Vietnam back when that Star Trek episode first aired in 1967. And lo and behold, uh, we now have the possibility of whatever destiny America may have had for the future wiped out. There never will be a Starship Enterprise. There may be a Starship Xi Jinping (laughs) trying to conquer the universe. But there will not be a starship enterprise or or a starship of freedom as we know it. And as a result, the question was, what to do? Kirk finally realizes what he has to do. He has to let this woman die. And so McCoy tries to push her out of the way, and he stops him. And McCoy turns and says, Jim, I could have saved her. Do you know what you did? And Mr. Spock replies, he knows, Doctor. He knows. I have seen that episode. It's been a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, And Spock then says that this idealistic peace advocate was right, but at the wrong time. And that's the challenge. I suppose utopian socialism will be wonderful a few thousand years from now when we're a much more civilized species. But to impose it now would be an absolute disaster. And, of course, the problem with socialism is it's a system of redistribution. It's not a system of production. So when you kill off and devour all the capitalists, as as the left wants to do, who's going to make the goodies for you to redistribute then when they run out? Excellent question, Lowell. With that, we're running short on time in this Christmas Eve, and you had something special prepared for us, if you would. Absolutely. We we all have dreams, Gary, Jeff, but have you ever had a dream so vivid that it seemed real, even more real than when you're awake? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of dream a guy named Clement Clark Moore had in 1823 of a visit from St. Nicholas. Let me tell you about his dream and mine, which happened on this very day. It was the night before Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung on the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon, on the breast of the new-fallen snow, gave a luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer, with a little old driver so lively and quick I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his coursers they came. 
and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now, Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to the housetop. The coursers they flew with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler, just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed, like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. But I heard him explain, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Lowell, God bless you. Merry Christmas. You too. All right. God bless. Irving Berlin wrote this song, the most the the biggest selling Christmas song, maybe the biggest selling song of all time in all of the versions that have been done. Over a hundred million copies of this song, including Bing Crosby's, have been sold in the Christmases past and the ones to come. Who knows? There's they're still selling copies of this song. Irving Berlin called it the best Christmas song ever. He said, In fact, I think it's the best song ever. He was a very humble man. By request, here's Bing Crosby. As we close out Christmas Eve with you, Gary Jeff, on 700 WLW. I'm of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I don't know if you were planning on baking any holiday cookies, but I like sugar cookies. One shape like snow. Another year over. And you won't just be gone. 
The year was 1897. Dr. Philip O'Hanlon, who was a coroner's assistant on Manhattan's Upper West Side, was asked by his then eight-year-old daughter, Virginia O'Hanlon, whether Santa Claus, a legendary character, really existed. Well, the doctor suggested that his daughter write to the New York Sun, a prominent New York City newspaper at the time, assuring her that if you see it in the sun, it's so. When he did this, Dr. O'Hanlon had unwittingly given one of the paper's editors, Francis Farcellus Church, a chance to rise above the simple question and address the philosophical issues behind it. The church was a war correspondent during the Civil War. And although the paper ran the editorial in the seventh place on the page, below even one on the newly invented chainless bicycle, it was noticed and well-received by readers. And uh, according to an anecdote on Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story, Church was a hardened cynic and atheist who had little patience for superstitious beliefs, did not want to write the editorial, and refused to allow his name to be attached to it. Now, more than a century later, it's the most reprinted editorial in any newspaper in the English language. The contents of, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus from the New York Sun all those years ago. First, the letter from Virginia. Dear Editor, I'm eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Santa Claus. Papa says if you see it in the sun, it's so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? And the response, the famous response, Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They've been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. They do not believe except that they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. And all minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's, are little. In this great universe of ours, Man is a mere insect, an ant, in his intellect as compared with the boundless world about him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist, and you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would the world be if there were no Santa Claus? It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The external light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus. You may as well not believe in fairies. You may get your papa to hire men to watch all the chimneys on Christmas Eve to catch Santa Claus, but even if you did not see Santa Claus coming down those chimneys... What would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus, but that is no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Of course not, but that's no proof that they are not there. Nobody can conceive or imagine all the wonders that are unseen and unseeable in the world. You tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside. But there's a veil covering the unseen world which not the strongest man nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, poetry, love, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernatural beauty and glory beyond. Is it all real? Ah, Virginia, in all this world there is nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus, thank God. 
He lives and lives forever, a thousand years from now. Virginia Nate, ten times, ten thousand years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood. That was the response that day in December of 1897 in the New York Sun from Farcellus Church to little Virginia O'Hanlon. Merry Christmas. It is still a special time, and government lockdowns and edicts and warnings and advisements and viruses cannot damage the Christmas that many of us hold dear, the belief, the faith in a virgin birth, Santa Claus, family and friends. I hope it's a blessed one for you. And uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday morning here on 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. The new COVID relief bill tied. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.